Hello and welcome to the Grace on Fire show. I'm your host, Carrie Stanley. I'm a mom of twin boys, a nature lover, a travel adventure junkie, and the founder of the Grace on Fire movement. First, I want to say thank you for tuning in here. I'm on a mission to support women to live a fully aligned life that is on fire through nature, soul-fulfilling retreats. I'm bringing this show to life to share the many stories of others and my own of what truly following the God whispers really looks like. I'm a big believer that we can step into the life that we are being called to and that the journey looks different for each and every woman. In the show, you'll learn powerful lessons, learn a variety of tools, hear from different faith backgrounds, and hear the real backstories in all different stages of what it really looks like to step out in faith and live a life that is grace on fire. Let's tune in. Hello, friends. We are going to get into it today on a couple of different things that have really been on my heart that I wanted to expand on. But before we get into that, I one of the things that I love so much, matter of fact, I was uh, getting ready to tape this episode and I was going to tape this episode with a friend of mine and we were going to talk about empowering women's friendships and we got to reschedule it for a couple of reasons But one of the things that I think is so incredible is lifting up other women that are doing amazing things out in the world and also sharing what they're up to. And so I wanted to tell you, if you are somebody that happens to be an entrepreneur, you are wanting to create extra cash flow and you are looking for ways to do that because I don't know about you, but there is a lot of people that I have talked to that in their business, they're wanting to find ways that they can create extra cash flow. So if that happens to be you, let me introduce you to one of my dear friends, Amy Yamada. And she is, she's the queen of messaging. She is the queen of deep connection. And one of the things that she's doing that's so incredibly amazing is she is a master at creating VIP days that not only make a difference for your client, but also make a difference in your bank account. So it helps you with creating that cash flow injection. And so because she's the master at it, she is teaching a workshop this week, which is today, which this goes live, you can sign up for it, but she's doing it also at the end of the week on the 25th. And so I want to make sure that anybody that has interest in that, that they jump onto the link. You can hit pause on this episode, jump into the link. If you're in any kind of service industry, this will work great for your clients. It's a win-win. It's a win for you and it's a win for your clients. And you can jump onto her free workshop. She has a completely free workshop that she's teaching that she's going to get you into the difference that you can make, how you can set it up, how you can... Uh, market it, message it so that clients are ready to raise their hands for it. So if that's of any interest to you whatsoever, make sure that you go grab that link right now, get signed up and attend her workshop this week. If you happen to be listening to this after this week, still go find her Amy Yamada on 
on Facebook or Instagram because she is amazing and you want to be connected to her. Okay, let's dive into this episode. I was thinking through a couple of things that really have become non-negotiables in my life. And you know how people will be like, I I just want to make sure I've got certain things that are non-negotiables in my life and also really look at what do I make time for and what do I not make time for? And one of the things, somebody sent me a message the other day and they were asking about something that I do on a spiritual piece. They were asking about something that I was doing like on a daily to connect with God. And just based off of the conversation and I get a lot of questions about faith. I get a lot of questions about prayer, getting like being open to getting divine downloads, messaging, all of those things. And, and even being obedient to, to what the message is that's prompting your soul, because sometimes we'll get them. And one, we're not sure is, am I really supposed to do that? And two is like, we're sometimes we're trying to figure out, okay, is that something I want? Or is that something that God wants? Like, like, what is that? I don't know if you've ever done that dance where you're like, is this really me? Or is this coming from the spirit? I don't really know. And so, so I get a lot of questions just kind of on deepening relationship. And so as we were having this conversation, one of the thing that, things that came up was this, this conversation about time. And I know that we are all busy people, very, very busy people. You're, you're busy. You have a lot on your plate. Like I know the people that listen to this, you've got a lot going on in life and you're also up to really big things. And one of the things that I was thinking about, I was thinking about how interesting it is. And let me know if you can relate, but how interesting it is that the busier we get, the less time we have for certain things, unless we decide they are non-negotiables. So have you ever noticed in your life, and I know this has been me, where if I got really busy and I was working on like, let's say a project or a deadline or just had a bunch of things that were like what I would consider crunchy at, at work, that I noticed that like I stopped praying or meditating or taking time for certain things. And so really in an essence, that was me saying, when I'm really busy, I don't have time for God. But by golly, if I have an emergency or a crisis or something I can't figure out, I really want God to be making time for me in those moments. And I remember having a come to Jesus, for lack of a better words, moments where I really noticed this theme that was when people are going through, and I know this is for me too, when people are really going through really, really tough times. And I mean, not let, not just like a day or two, but I mean like really tough times. Like maybe somebody goes through a health crisis or maybe somebody goes through um, like a major, major financial crisis or, or, or there's just going through a divorce, whatever. 
that when we're confronted with some really low moments, which are natural parts of life, that I noticed a lot of people that that's when they get closest to God. And I thought, isn't that interesting how we sometimes can only be reached in the valley? But when we're up on the mountaintop or when we're climbing the mountaintop, sometimes we forget that that closeness is what got us there. And so I come to you today because a lot of people are asked have been asking me about the their deepening of their faith and their relationship with God. And so I come to you today not from a space of religion, not from a space of ritual, but from a space of true relationship. And honestly talking about it in this way, I've held back on and I just was very much prompted in that I don't get a hold back on it anymore. And so my entire mission is that you you are walking into the relationship with God that you desire, that you're cultivating that relationship and getting it to a place that it really works in your life and in the way that it works in your life. And I've told people multiple times that my relationship with God, like I, I was the person who, like I did all the right things, you know, like, to, you know, quote unquote, you can't see me, but quote unquote, right things. Like, you know, I was, I would go to church. I would be in Bible studies. I would, you know, follow all the rules, all those things. <clears throat> but I cannot say that my true, like intimate relationship with God and truly having what I would say conversations with God really, really happened to a deep level until I had the bathroom floor moments. And those bathroom floor moments happened when I went through my divorce. Those bathroom floor happened floor moments happened when I got fired. Those bathroom floor moments still happen now because if you know anything about being an entrepreneur, <laughs> it is one of the greatest personal growth. And I believe faith walks anybody can ever go on. And so I always say that my relationship with God was not built in a church pew, but it was built on the bathroom floor and my bedroom floor. And it was like, those were the moments that started building up my faith and was the place that I went to surrender when it was like, I definitely don't have this life thing figured out. And I started cultivating this relationship and it's grown and grown and grown and grown. And even though I still go to church, it's like what I have realized is it's my intimate relationship and being intentional about it is actually what has opened all the doors for the relationship that I would say that I that I live by now. Now, it's also, and I just want to be really honest, there are times where it feels like it's stronger and there's times where it feels like it's a little bit more disconnected. One of the things that I have said and made promises to myself is that I have certain systems in place to do a check-in on this so that I never get like really far off course. 
Because one of the things that I have decided that is a non-negotiable in my life, and I've also noticed like when you experiment with, okay, when I put this as a priority in my life, how does my life go versus when it's not? So there's two things that I have decided that no matter what, like no matter what's going on in life, no matter like no matter where I am, what I'm up to, all those things, no matter what, there are two non-negotiables that I will never say I don't have time for. And not only not say it, but actually not make time for. And so one of those is time with God. And the other one is my health, like actually work, working out, taking my health seriously. It doesn't mean perfection, doesn't even mean an amount of time, but it means that I have decided that no matter what's on my plate, those two things get to be foundational because I'm a believer that if you have those two things, everything else is figure outable. Marie Forleo says, everything is figure outable. And I'm a big believer if you have those two things in your life as a foundation, everything is figure outable. And really from the first one, but I feel like those two together, they can equip you to handle life's valleys and mountains and valleys and mountains and valleys and mountains because that's the way that it goes. And so so I wanted to utilize this episode for anyone that is really noticing that maybe their relationship could be stronger and they're looking for ways that it could be stronger. And so this is literally just launching points for you. Like take what I'm saying and grab on to anything that you're like, you know what, that is something that I feel like I'm being called to and I'm going to implement. Or that makes me think of this other thing and I want to implement that. And so whatever tugs on your heart with this episode is I want you to run with it. And anything that doesn't, just throw it away. Like that's uh, that's that's my big believer is we get to test, we get to be in curiosity, but my entire goal is that is that for those of you that want a deeper relationship, that one is it's time to actually make that a non-negotiable in your life. It's time to say, I can't not have time for it. Like that's just not an option because here's the thing that I have realized and also have been the person where if I put my relationship on the shelf with God. And I just kind of live in the, I'm too busy, uh, land for that. It's like, how fair is that from a relationship to say, I'm going to call you when I have an emergency, but I'm not going to talk to you on the rest of my days, but by golly, get me out of a mess when I'm in it. And it's like, man, wouldn't it be better if I was being guided in my everyday rather than just coming at a time of crisis. I mean, I love that you get support during a crisis. However, maybe some of those could be averted or not quite as bad or or you just feel like you're not alone. And so so that is one of the things that I have come to is that I want to be in partnership 
rather than like the vending machine of requests and especially in a emergency that I decided that wasn't the relationship that I wanted to have. And so, so for those of you listening, we will talk about health on another episode, but today I wanted to devote this specifically to some things that I'm doing spiritually to deepen my relationship. So one of the, one of the things is I have done, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of what I would call it. Uh, it's a stat, it's not a devotional. It's called draw the circle, which is a 40 day prayer challenge. And it's by Mark Batterson. And I love Mark Batterson. Like I love the way that he talks. I love how down to earth he is, but also his stand that like God's put some really big dreams in us and we get to take risks to have it. And so one of my favorite books, as an aside, one of my favorite all-time books that I absolutely highly recommend is called Chase the Lion by Mark Batterson. And it is so, gosh, it is so incredibly powerful. Matter of fact, let me get you the manifesto that is right at the beginning and read this to you because this is the premise of this book. So let me grab that for you. So as I said, the title of this book is Chase the Lion. And it is, if your dream doesn't scare you, it's too small. And so this is the opening, the very opening of Chase the Lion. Quit living as if the purpose of life is to arrive safely at death. Run to the roar. Set God-sized goals. Pursue God-given passions. Go after a dream that is destined to fail without divine intervention. Stop pointing out problems. Become part of the solution. Stop repeating the past and start creating the future. Face your fears. Fight for your dreams. Grab opportunity by the main and don't let go. Live like today is the first day and the last day of your life. Burn sinful bridges, blaze new trails. Live for the applause of nail-scarred hands. Don't let what's wrong with you keep you from worshiping what's right with God. Dare to fail. Dare to be different. Quit holding out. Quit holding back. Quit running away, chase the lion. So that is the opening of this really, really powerful book that was really eye-opening for me about stop playing safe. And I heard this and I'll get to the 40-day thing in a second, but this is just an aside. I heard this quote the other day and somebody put it on their Instagram. I think it was Emily Ford put it on her Instagram. And it was, I am not Christian enough for the Christians and I'm too Christian for the non-Christians. And I read that and I just like raised my hand and I was like, oh my gosh, that is me. And it feels like, and this could just be my own interpretation, my own story, my own um, limitations that come up, my own judgment of self that comes up, that it's like, Sometimes I think, where do I fit 
where do I fit? Because all human beings, when they are born, we have a couple of so-called needs when we're born. And one of them is this feeling of wanting to belong. Like there's, there's this like tribal aspect of us. There's this like desire to be in community, desire to belong. And when it comes to this, it's like, it's like, where do I fit? Because sometimes I feel like I don't fit here. I don't fit there. And I've really just come to the conclusion that there's, there's room for all of us. We don't have to fit into one category or another. And what really, really matters, and that is the point of this episode, is that it's your personal relationship with God. And again, everybody hears messages different. Everybody gets different words different. Everybody has, you know, a little bit different on their belief systems. And it's like, you got to find what works for you. And so, so I'm just, I'm just here to say, be open to whatever that looks like for you and know that I'm open for all of it. So getting back to the 40 day. So Mark Batterson wrote another book called Draw the Circle. And this book specifically is a 40 day prayer challenge that I, I choose to listen on audible so that I can listen to it every day. I can listen to the like daily message every single day. And so the first chapter is the setup. And so he really walks you through how to do this. His recommendation is that you don't do this alone, that you do with, with someone else, but you don't have to. And there's just a few key criteria for it. One is that you're committing to praying at any like an exact time that you're committing to pray every single day and that you are consistent in your prayers and really that you start opening up to even what you want to pray about so that it doesn't just become God, here's my to-do list. I would like you to handle it. <laughs> Have you ever felt like that's the way you go in prayer? Like, God, here's my problems. I would like you to solve them. Um, here's the people. I would like you to heal them. Um, here's the, you know, whatever. Can you just take care of it? And it's it's just like, it took me a while to realize that when we're operating in that way, it's like God isn't our assistant <laughs> that we're barking orders to of handle this, please. It is really a relationship and and for us to start getting the messages. And so, so I love where this idea of really, really enhancing prayer life in a new way, and also praying bigger prayers because we've got a really big God. So teaching you to pray bigger prayers is such a great skill set to learn. And so, so this 40 day prayer circle is you have actual things that you're circling and you're praying over every single day for 40 days. And then you've got a message that is going along with it. If you do it with some other person or even a group of people, then they would pray over your circles and you would pray over their circles. This is probably the, honestly, I don't know how many times I've done this, but probably the seventh or eighth time I've done this over the last I would say probably four years, maybe even five. And the very first time that I did this, 
Um, I went to post this on Facebook like late at night and I felt God prompting me to do this prayer challenge. And I was like, well, let me have like a couple people that'll do it with me. Let me see who might want to do it with me. And I just felt this like prompting to put it on Facebook. And when I did late at night, like 1030, and I was thinking like a couple people might see it. We'll do it together. I've never done it before. I kid you not within 48 hours, a hundred people that were from all walks of life, all walks of faith, all different types of beliefs, even non-beliefs had raised their hand and said they wanted to do this. And I just remember thinking, like, first of all, I was like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm so, I'm so confused. I was just going to do this with a couple of people. And now not only am I doing it with a couple of people, I'm leading it for over a hundred people to go through this. And so it is something that no matter where your belief system or your faith walk is, it's open for anyone to walk into the door to start developing their prayer life and test it out for like 40 days and see what happens. And so, so it's very simple to follow along. A lot of times I do it at the beginning of the 40 days right before Easter. And then other times I'm prompted to do it for other times. And one of the reasons I'm doing it right now is because I'm working on some really big things that God's been prompting my heart. And I started noticing like, oh, how, like, what's the day that's 40 days before Easter? Cause I wanted to make sure I did it again. And I just, I just felt this prompting of you don't get a wait. Like we're not waiting until then you're working on some big things. It's time to do it now. And so and ever since I started, I'm on day eight right now, but ever since I've started, one of the things that I'm fascinated about, if this is your first time doing it and you choose to do it, one of the things I get fascinated about is that how the message is always so perfectly related to what's going on in my life. And I, mem I remember that being such a big deal when I was going through it the first time, but Honestly, what's amazed me is now that I'm going through it like the eighth time, I'm fascinated that I've heard the stories, I've heard the messages now eight times, and they are still so timely. And there is still something each day that I'm like, ah, yes, okay, I'm facing that today, or ah, yes, that's where I get to raise my belief today. And so the prompting and how God can work through the messaging is really powerful. So, so I highly recommend that if you, if it's something that you open are open to that you either order the book, draw the circle by Mark Batterson. I have no financial ties to him whatsoever. Um, or just grab it on audible. It's a, it's a purple cover. Um, and it's got a circle on it and it says, draw the circle. And so grab it. Remember the first chapter is going to be the setup chapter. And then the rest of the chapter is day one, day two, day three, all the way through. And 
find a friend to do it with. And so you can kind of talk about your experience or if you want to put it out on Facebook and see what happens and how many people join you. The more I talk about it, the more I realize how many people actually want a deeper relationship and either they don't know where to start or they haven't made it a priority. And I fully believe that this is a mission of mine, especially because so much of who I work with is women. When I really think about women being be up to big things in this world, whether in corporate leadership, you know, real estate professionals, physicians, um, entrepreneurs, any of those, I work with all that women that are grounded in their like spiritual beliefs and they have a place to go to be guided to release and let go to see that they're supported and to be reminded of like who they are at their core that those empowered grounded women are the women that can change the world are the women that and I'm a big believer that uh we we need all the powerful grounded men leaders too but I just feel like that there is a place for where women get to go when they operate from this place and that they have this center, this anchor being so strong and that their identity is in is in their, their gifts, what they bring to the table and not in their title. And I feel like that is it, more women operating that they would be they would take way more risks and they would trust in themselves so much higher. And so I'm a big believer that women get to have that women get to have adventure and fun. And they are that that changes the way that they lead. And so I'm going to be talking about that more and more and more as women are being called to extraordinary leadership in this day and age and how we can be equipped through these pillars. And it's this, it's the small things right here that are actually the big things that often fall off the radar. And I, I was saying before, one of my, one of my really big practices, not only in the prayer, but is also meditation because I'm a big believer in both. I love when somebody explained that prayer is asking meditation is receiving, listening, being open. And it's the both. When I was talking about, I don't just want to go to God with my to-do list. I actually want to listen. I want to hear. And then I want to follow the promptings that come through. And so creating the energy for both is crucially important and it doesn't have to take a long time. So somebody was asking me today, they, they said, are you are you um, writing it all down? What are you doing? How are you doing this? And so I actually, I listen on Audible for the daily message that's in that's in the book, The Draw the Circle, which takes about eight to 10 minutes, depending upon how long his chapter is, eight to 10 minutes. Sometimes I do it when I'm walking around or sometimes I do it when I am in the car. But a lot of times I do it and I actually have a journal that's specifically for my spiritual like downloads, spiritual messages, things that I want to capture from that standpoint. And I'll actually just write down a few things that that really tugged at me that day. And so that entire process takes about eight 
to 10 minutes. And then I have my daily prayer time, which, you know, takes a couple of minutes to be in prayer. And then I just go into meditation for, you know, it could even be five minutes or 10 minutes of meditation where I'm just really in the opening listening and also visualizing some of the visions that God has given me and allowing myself to be in that energy of creation and seeing possibility and all of that. And so if you look at it, that like that whole amount of time is 20 minutes and some of it could be while I'm driving or in the shower or uh, meaning visualizing. Sometimes I'll visualize in the shower um, and praying. Sometimes I'll pray in the shower too, actually. And so, so there's different ways that you can fit it in, but it's really the question is how can I actually get intentional about my relationship with God? And so one of the things that I have written up on my wall is my principles for success. And there's multiple principles that are on there, but the first one is go to God first. And it's like, if that's going to be my number one principle, then I get to find ways to actually live that. And so often we can say, oh, I'm a, I'm a believer in faith. And it's like, but am I actually walking that? Am I actually curating that relationship? And what does that look like? And I've had times I really have, and I've had others where I really have not. And so, so I always like to do a check-in with myself to be like, okay, how am I living that and doing a check-in? So for me, that's what that looks like. The second thing that I'm doing right now is I have never <laughs> written the, or written, I have never read the Bible all the way through. <clears throat> and I actually have a desire because I'm super curious and I love understanding other cultures, other beliefs, other other just ways that are out there. And so I actually have a few other uh, spiritual books that I want to read besides the Bible as well, because a lot of them are parallel and they're just different cultures. And I'm just curious how they're similar, how they're different, and just really being a student of that. And so... I've been prompted a few times to read the Bible. I don't know if you have or not. And for those of you that have read it all the way through, awesome. I have not found, and this is just an excuse, but I have not found a like devotional or a system that I really felt like I could stick with. I would start it. It didn't, it just, it just wasn't something that I was committed to being committed to. And I was still prompted again this year. And I was like, okay, we're really going to do this. Let's, so I actually set an intention to find something and be open to one that I could commit to. And as it works, when we set an intention like that, we get what we ask for. And so this system came into my life. It's called the Bible Recap. I absolutely have loved it. And I've had several people ask me about it and a few people that have actually started it and they really, really enjoyed it. One of the things that I love about it is the woman that explains it and walks you through and guides you through for 365 days, you're reading the Bible in a year. And granted, I totally get, I'm recording this on 
the the like third week of January, I totally get I'm at the beginning, but I can feel a difference of my commitment level. I've not missed a single day. And I also am just zeroed in and totally bought into the process. Even when parts of the Bible have gotten really boring or really like, eh, like, why am I reading this? And so one of the things that I love about it is she explains it in such a way that regardless of if you're a believer or not, you're just in curiosity, you're just reading to read it, exploration, or it's your 15th time through, she explains it in such a way that she breaks it down for you and also gives multiple perspectives so that it's not like you have to believe this way. And I really love that because she opens up different ideas for me that I hadn't thought through, different perspectives, and especially when I'm not understanding anything that I'm reading. So just to be totally and completely honest, there are days that I'm like, I don't, I don't get, I don't get what's happening here. I don't get why I don't get any of those things. So to have somebody kind of guiding you through the process. And then there's these like cartoon, um, like little cartoon movies that explain each chapter, like each setup of each chapter that kind of give you the background of it. So it makes it kind of fun, but it gives you information to give you some context as you're reading through it. So it's really, really supported me. And again, it's not very long. And so, so your actual reading is like maybe 10 minutes a day because you're reading like maybe, maybe Genesis one, two, and three or something like that. And then you have her video to watch where she explains what you just read and that's it. And so you can listen on, um, she has a podcast that you can listen in on every, every day if you wanted to, it's on YouTube. It's in the, in the Bible app. You can follow along in there. It is, um, delivered an email. It's in a journal form. And so it's like you get to make whatever format works in your life work. So I share this for anybody that has maybe been like me and one, ignored the prompts when you were thinking you might want to or decided you didn't have time or decided you weren't going to stick with it or it got really boring and you didn't finish, and you started and you've stopped multiple times, I want to share with you this resource for anybody that's thinking, maybe this is something that I want to do this year. And so if you're feeling the call of this, and again, I have zero ties to um, this from in anything other than it has worked for me, and I want to recommend it for anybody as a tool. And that is, it's called the Bible recap. And I will put the links in the show notes as well. And you can check it out. You can check it out if you're feeling like it. The third thing that I wanted to share was one of the things that I did at the beginning of the year was I wanted to just ask. And sometimes I think we forget, like we just decide 
This is how I'm going to deepen a relationship. And instead I asked, I asked in curiosity, what would be next for the development of this relationship? And I was really just open to what the answers are. Because when I started my entrepreneurial journey, which I'll do a podcast episode on that specifically, when I started my entrepreneurial journey and I took my giant leap of faith and I left corporate to follow what I felt God was prompting me into, I knew it was going to be tough. I knew I was probably going to face challenges like I'd never faced. I wasn't financially in a position to leave corporate. I'm single mom. I just knew that I was at a place that what I felt, and this is not everybody, but what I felt was I felt a calling of I needed to burn the boats. Otherwise, I wasn't going to actually make the leap. I was staying too comfortable in my corporate role. And so I knew I was leaping into the fire and I knew I needed to really ground myself in my spirituality and walk in faith in a way I never had, or I wasn't going to make it. Like, honestly, I just knew that. And I actually remember one of the executives at the hospital that I worked for at the time. I remember him setting me down like towards the end of um, as I was getting ready to leave. And he was one, he was commending me on this big leap of faith and trusting. But the other thing I'll never forget was he said something to me about you are getting ready to create a relationship spiritually in a way that you've never experienced. And what he knew was this level of leap of faith, literally leap of faith, that it has you kind of like when we talked about sometimes people end up becoming closer to God in a valley. This entrepreneurial walk he already knew was going to be one of my greatest strengths of faith foundation that I had ever had. And he was so right. He was so right. And so I remember at the beginning of that, I did the same thing where I just, I asked God, I was like, we got to go to another level. I get to rely on you in a way that I never have. I I'm in for it. So what are some of the things, what are some of the tools what are some things that need to come into my life to strengthen me? And things just started showing up and I just started listening or journaling or reading or whatever it was. And I just immersed into it. Matter of fact, for those of you that listened to the last episode, if you happen to be listening to these in order, then you heard me talking about the 100 exercise where you write down a hundred things to experience in a year. And then you just kind of see which ones happen. Um, that year, when I did this exercise, the first like two to 4% that just starts happening immediately and rises to the top and just starts showing up as soon as you write it down. I thought it was interesting because when I did that list at the beginning of the year, Everything that started falling into place that I checked off that 100 things list was everything to do with my spiritual foundation. It was like 
it was like God was answering that and saying, let's get this locked and loaded. And so, so I say that to say, yes, you can pick things, but I love what Mark Batterson is talking about when he's talking about just truly strengthen your prayer life, not just starting with your decisions, your to-dos, your needs, your, you know, like, here's my list of problems to take care of. Start praying over what to pray over. And so for those of you that are ready for, I'm ready to strengthen my prayer life, or I'm ready to strengthen my relationship with God, I'm ready to strength, strengthen my, my faith. I think one of the greatest places you can start is just being in curiosity and asking the question of how, like how God is the best way for me to start strengthening my relationship with you and let some of the things come into place. And maybe, maybe just maybe you've asked that question and this podcast episode is happened to fall in your lap. And if it is, then take whichever one you're feeling a prompting of your heart to implement and implement that one. And so, so I'm a big believer in just like trusting in that. There's one more that I want to share with you that I'm not doing right now, but it was something I was very much prompted to do in 2020, actually. Um, you guys remember that year? Remember 2020? Oh, I tell you, the things that we have um, seen and experienced and have stories to tell. 2020, at the beginning of the year, I remember listening to a podcast episode similar to this. And as I was listening, two people were having this conversation. And there was a guy that was talking about... He was really, really talking about starting to follow his intuition on a very deep level. And one of the things that he knew was he got to have a higher level of discipline on his quiet time. And he was a creative, he was a comedian, but he teaches so much in his, in his work. Like there's so much development and teaching for the good that is in his work. and he was talking about how he just felt this like tugging on his soul. Have you ever felt that where you're just like, I just feel like this keeps coming up. And it was really about fostering quiet time because we live in this world full of distraction and all these things trying to get our attention. And so he felt this call that he got to be super, super disciplined on his quiet time and see what came from it. And what he was called to do was two hours of quiet time a day where it was complete silence. He could be up and doing things if you wanted to, not necessarily working on a to-do list, but it's not like he had to sit in silence in one spot for two hours and meditate. Now people do that, but that wasn't his thing. It was to spend a couple of hours a day where all the noise wasn't impacting. It was just him and his thoughts and he wanted to see what happened. And one of the things that he talked about was in the morning, every single day, our brain has this like monkey mess of, it's almost like a reset button has happened. It has this like monkey mess 
And he noticed that the first 30 minutes of the two hours, every single day was the hardest to get through. And I compare it to being a runner. And this is so, so, so true. It does not matter your level of fitness. It does not matter if you run a ton or not. The first mile is always the hardest. Now there's other times that it might get, you know, tougher, but the first mile, it's like, don't even judge how you're going to feel that day until you get past your first mile. And sometimes it's your second mile. And it is so, so true because there's something about the momentum that's created that your body's adjusting, your mind's adjusting to, oh, this is what we're doing. And it's, there's a part of it that kind of tries to fight it, you know, and, and then it, and then it surrenders. And so the mind in the morning is so full, has so many things in it, is so trying to get you to do something else. And he always said, when I would just weather those 30 minutes, what came after in the other hour and a half was always gold because it cleared all of that out. It opened the space and he had amazing creative downloads. He had such clear direction on what he didn't need to spend time on, what he did need to spend time on, clarity on life, clarity on different things. But it was a muscle and it was a discipline that he got to to really focus in on. And I just remember when I was listening to that, I became so convicted when I when I heard it that all I could hear was and I don't mean here as in like, I didn't hear a voice y'all. Um, but it was like, it was like, I could hear a thought repeating in my head. And I was like, where is that from? And I felt I was supposed to do 90 days of silence for 90 minutes. And so I decided to follow that prompting. And over those 90 days, I thought it was so fascinating because it was right before COVID hit. And so here I was journaling every single day for 90 days over this time in my life. And the depths in this quiet time to which God started revealing next level things to me was off the charts. And there were things that were revealed to me such as I listened to, I remember listening to a sermon during this time and not during my 90 minutes of silence, just want to clarify that, but during this time, and I was taking notes on it and I had this tug, part of it was talking about, um, a grandma that was going to pass away and she, the, the message was come before winter. And I just had this instant knowing that my grandma was going to pass away the following winter. And so this was like early in 2020 and allowing those 90 days of silence, those 90 minutes and just journaling through that and being open to the messages that were being delivered, being open to the insights, being open to all of those 
one of the things that I took from that, you guys, was I actually, this is another podcast episode, I actually blocked off the last quarter of the year because I was like, I don't know if that information is right, but I don't want to take the risk that it's, that it isn't. Like, I would rather be wrong than that information be right. And I didn't listen. Like, that was not a risk I was willing to take. So one is I started spending more time with my grandma very intentionally that whole rest of the year. And then I actually blocked off my calendar for October, November, and December in that quarter and made sure that I didn't take on any big projects, no traveling. Well, obviously there was no traveling during that time anyway, but I, I just blocked it off and I was like, I'm just going to intentionally be present. And what happened was um, starting in October, my grandma went really far downhill and I ended up spending two weeks by her side and I had the honor to walk her home on November 1st. And then I spent a good month after that preparing her home to be sold. I actually ended up moving into her home for a little while. And that entire quarter was filled with the transition with my grandmother. And I just was so grateful that I wasn't too busy for God, that I listened to the promptings and understood that sometimes the greatest time gained is the time spent listening so that we're not wasting time and wasting possible direction that we could be getting that really, really matters. And so, so I come to you today to one, just give you some insight for any of you that might want to strengthen your relationship and two, just give you some ideas of what could be some launching points for that for you. And then third, maybe be the little whisper or the reminder for those of you that maybe you feel like you've had a strong relationship in the past or maybe you haven't. Maybe you maybe you're like me back in the day where you felt like you were either going through the rituals or you were you like kind of have some beliefs but you don't even really know why you got them, you know, like they've been passed down to you and it's like I kind of feel like something's been missing in my life. And so wherever you are, this is just an open invitation to get curious to listen to whatever that may be and maybe just start developing a relationship and starting with asking that question of, okay, I want to see what this is all about. And I just want to be open. And so that's my call for you today. And so I would love if anything touched you, tugged at you, some of it may even trigger you, whatever it may be, just being open, but I would love to hear from you of maybe how you were reached today in any way. Any questions that you might have today, uh, feel free to send them over as well. One of the best places to get a hold of me is on Instagram and the DMs. And also, 
if you've got somebody that maybe you want to do the draw the circle with that you send this episode to them and you say hey let's do this together or you've got somebody that you think just would really benefit the one thing i'm going to ask is that i think one of the worst things we can do is send something to somebody to be like hey i think you need this i always believe in like open invitations for receiving things and so so I always just say, like, do a check-in with yourself on that piece of it. Um, but maybe it prompts a conversation. Maybe it prompts a conversation within yourself, but also a conversation with someone else. And most importantly, that it's prompting a conversation with God, the spirit, your divine, and that you are starting to go there. Because I truly believe the more grounded women leaders are in this world, the higher they can operate and the higher they can go in all the ways. And so, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know anything that resonated with you. And if you would like more episodes like this, some people might be like, sub, uh, like unsubscribe, but if you would like more episodes like this and you've got questions you want me to answer, please, please, please send me a message on DMs because I would love to hear from you and love to hear what you would love to hear more of. That's it for Grace on Fire today. Have an amazing day. Thanks for tuning in for today's show. If you are wanting to make sure you don't miss an episode, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. And because we are all about impacting and supporting others, if this is something you know that a friend or someone else would definitely get benefit of it, be sure to share it with them. Here's to living another day as grace on fire.